What's up, guys? Doug Polk here, and welcome back for a special edition, a surprise emergency podcast episode. We are joined today by Martin Zamani. Going to talk about Bryn Kenny cheating allegations. We got a lot of different stories. We're going to break down exactly when, what went on behind the scenes. But before we jump into that today, I want to let you guys know that just two days ago, Greg Merson joined the podcast. We had a great talk about his journey through poker, talked about cheating in poker. I guess that's going to be the theme of, uh, I don't know, the month. It seems like that's been happening nonstop in the poker world. Definitely make sure you check that out. Also, next week, we're going to be joined by Yuri Pelag to talk about elite cash game exploits, a new upswing poker course launching on April 20th. One last quick note here before we get going. The Lodge Championship Series is coming up May 4th. Head on down to the Lodge. Over $5 million in guarantees. And a $3,000 main event, $2 million guaranteed. There should be a great one. I'll see you down at the lodge. All right. Now, moving on, we introduce today's guest, Martin. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me, I guess. Hello as well. So, obviously, this, this tweet storm from earlier today about Bryn Kenny has caused quite the stir online. I got my nice jacket out for it because I wanted <laughs> to break the good news. So, let's just kind of kick it off. Let's just take it from the top what's your name what's your what's your story um i'm martin i i play some poker sometimes i usually play tournaments some private games i don't really i don't i don't know how to answer this question very well well so how how old are you how old are you? i'm 26 my brother is ben zamani that's how i got into poker um yeah how how did you first meet Bryn kenny um, it was after I had gotten scammed by Dennis Blyden, who was my backer, who had stolen 23 million and got arrested. Um, me and Bryn had, Dennis had a tab with Bryn that couldn't be paid. And then Bryn texted me. He goes, do you want to play? And I go, I don't have any money. And Dennis doesn't have any money. He's like, well, we can put it on the tab and we'll settle it later whenever you have it. And I was like, okay, sure. It was basically the Bryn Kenny free roll, I like to call it, because the tournaments on GG, he was pretty much guaranteeing the money for like 5Ks and 10Ks, and he was making almost all the rake on them. So like if a tournament was overlaying, like a 100K guarantee, a 5K. It was overlaying by like uh, eight people or something. He would send me 5K and be like, register right now or send me like 10K so I would get an extra bullet in. And I was considered like the fish of the fields, like less experience and high stakes MTTs or whatever. So the tournaments would not overlay by him sending me 5K or 10K to play a tournament where there was no like downside for him. He, was, he would either have me owe him the money or the tournament would overlay less. And either way, he had full control of the money. So if I won, he just collected it, no problem. What was his incentive to try and make it so the tournament didn't have overlay? Does he have some kind of deal with GG based on these tournaments? Or Yeah, I think, I, I don't know exactly for sure, but he was getting almost all of the rake from like the 5Ks and 10Ks. That's why he promoted them so hard. Anyone who was playing them at the time can like attest to being like harassed like three, four times a day. Hey, getting this 5K, this 5K is really good, blah, blah, blah. He never worried about people like settling after. Like many people had like 300K credit with Bryn 
just to like make sure the tournament didn't overlay. And I assume that's because he was guaranteeing the overlays himself or like the tournaments himself and getting a large chunk of the rake. He okay. was like flying people out and like private, like the, I don't want to say their names, but like if someone was like the top three raking player on GG at the time, they were like flying on Bryn's private jet from like Monaco to whatever the next live stop was. There was a lot of like rake back. It seemed like was being given. Does that make sense? Like he was earning a lot from it. Some people said like close to 2 million a week. Wow. He was earning 2 million a week in some people were saying he was earning 2 million a week in basically just this deal with GG poker. Yeah. Like when Ivan Liao was playing 25 K's and lost like 20 million or something in them. And like, he would just like register fire infinite bullets and then just like sit out of the tournament. This happened like multiple times where he would have like a big stack and he would just like sit out. So like, we don't really know what was going on there. All the Spanish, I mean, Spanish people were definitely cheating. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what was going on there, but that's what, how what, my interactions with Bryn started. What, what makes you say the Spanish people were cheating? I mean, it, it was confirmed that, like, a few of the Spanish players were colluding with each other. Like, I don't have any, like, hard evidence. Okay. You know what I mean? But, like, it was pretty confirmed that, like, the, the only two hands they would ever be all in against each other was ace-king versus queens or something vice versa like there was very little times they would like ever they were always soft playing each other right right okay so that, that makes some sense so you meet Bryn through dennis blyden by the way what a transition um going from dennis blyden who was that was a good was, one he was arrested for some kind of scam right what was he running he was he was just stealing from his company like 200,000 at a time or something. Somehow it ended up being like $23 million for a company that wasn't even worth that much. Like, I'm not really sure how he managed to get 23 million out of them. That was like, yeah, that was for sure an interesting transition. Okay. So anyway, so you end up in this Bryn Kenny stake situation where basically he's putting into events to prevent overlay where if you lose, it's on the stake. So you're going to be in makeup and it wasn't on stake at the time. He was just like, send me now. Or he goes, I'll send you as long as you play when I tell you and you can just settle when you have the money. Like I told him very clearly, I don't have the money right now to play. Dennis was my backer and that was the situation. Oh, I see. Okay. So this began while you were playing for Dennis. Yes. Okay. At At the beginning while I was playing for Dennis. Yeah. Okay, Probably so then, like ten or twenty k worth of events. Okay, once Dennis was arrested, what happened at that point? You're still playing for Bryn, but I assume at that point you're not playing for Dennis anymore, unless he's backing people from jail. Yeah, Dennis asked or Bryn asked me the situation. I was like, "Yeah, obviously I don't have it right now." He goes, "That's fine. I'll keep sending you money for some five, some good five k's and good ten k's." So like okay. the number got built up to like 40k me just owing him the money. How how long of a period of time did this go on for where you were playing for Bren? Maybe like 3 months of like just discussing sometimes hopping into the good tournaments that were overlaying that he needed not to overlay. Okay, gotcha. So 
obviously there's a lot of tweets here i'd recommend people checking them out on twitter just so you can get the full story here i have i have a lot of notes that i want to dive into of different things that you said along the way so i'm just going to kind of hop into these if at any point you feel like when you should go a different direction talk about something that you forgot to tweet or um certain things that would be better to talk about by all means feel free to help direct this conversation but let's start off with talking about horse collusion in satellites because that was something that you talked about in this series of tweets what exactly did you mean by that Okay, so like in 25K satellites, Brin had specific, like satellites to 25Ks or 10Ks. Brin always made a point of saying, make sure to always do what's best for the team. You know, do like, and we don't want satellites to ever end early because Brin would lose all the overlay that was covered for them. So like there was an instance where David Mizikowski was three-handed in a satellite with two seats, but Reg was still open. And he was a short stack and like he would have been called for sure. You know, like one of them would have called to try to bust ICM. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Mizikowski just folded aces because he knew Bryn would be mad that the tournament ended in overlay. But why isn't that the kind of thing that GG poker could see and step in and do something? Does GG poker, what happened with that? I don't really know what Bryn's relationship is or was with GG Poker. I believe he was like um, had more pull than it appeared for him to have. Like I know Bryn for sure could see my screen when I was logged into GG Poker. I like confirmed this through my own method, like trial, and like I confirmed it. How did you confirm that? I met. I went on Skype and I messaged my friend Jason Gooch something. And I was like, I'm dead, blah, 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 I'm buried. And then I texted him saying, hey, just play along with it. Uh, Don't worry about it. Me and Jason Gooch are very good friends. He would never talk to Bryn or say something to Bryn. He would never tell anyone else. A few days later, Bryn asks me about it. About like the conversation that I had on Skype. Does that make sense? Yeah. So basically, you had a conversation with one of your friends. And then a few days later, Bryn knew the conversation. Yes. But there is a, there's a chance that Chris told Bryn the conversation, right? There's at least some shot. Of, was, was Chris, did Chris have a similar deal with Bryn? Or did, does he know Bryn? Or was you there a connection? Gooch. Sorry, Gooch. His name was Chris Gooch. Gooch. No, Gooch is one of my closest friends. Uh, he, he has no relationship with Bryn. I was his agent for GG. He would not, never talk to Bryn. He's like my closest friend. So how do you think that Bryn knew what that conversation was then? He watched it on. He watched my screen while I typed on Skype, and just asked me about it later. Did Bryn at any point have access to the hardware, or would that have to be something on the software front? I have no idea. But when I confronted him about doing this, I said that never happened. I made up the story on Skype just to see if you were reading my screen. He responded, "You're too toxic for me to deal with," which isn't like. A normal person would just be like, what are you talking about? Obviously, I didn't do that. He was just like upset that I got him. He, he was upset that... So the conversation you said to Gooch, you made up because you were yes. you thought he might be watching your screen. Correct. And I knew uh, the situation was I had money in my box at the Aria that he told me to put into a box at the Aria. And then Corona happened and um, couldn't go to the Aria to get the money. And I was in Mexico. So, and I was in Mexico and like something was just like strange about all my interactions with Brandon. Like sometimes it just seemed like he was mad at me for reasons 
where like maybe I was shit talking him to a different one of my friends on, you know, on chat that wasn't telling him, you know, some things, it was hard to explain. So like one day I just said to Gooch, Hey, the money that I'm supposed to have in the box isn't there. What should I do about it? Do you have anyone who can loan me 40? And I texted him. I'm like, Hey, just play along with the story. Just curious what's going to happen. Oh, and a few days later, while Corona is still happening and I, the Aria is still closed, like I can't go inside there. Bryn goes, can you go to the Aria and get that 40? And I go, no, the Aria is closed. It's still coronavirus. You know this. And he goes, I know you fucked off the money somehow or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You're just making an excuse. I was like, no, the money's still there. I made up the story on Skype because I thought you were reading my screen. And he goes, you're too toxic for me to deal with. Is it possible that this is just when you said it was closed, he thought that you were making an excuse for why it might not be there? And so when he no, says... No, no, the Aria was closed for coronavirus. The okay. casinos hadn't opened, re- reopened yet. They were all closed. He knew like it wasn't... I-, I couldn't lie about the Aria being closed. It was closed. I gotcha. And do you have, so you said your conversation with Brent Kenny, he deleted all the logs, but did you save those chat logs? I do. I did. Yeah. Probably like a week before our conversation ever, like there's probably like a few more words we had that weren't recorded, but like, I just had a feeling that he was going to delete our conversation on Telegram. So I just went and screen recorded the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. That could be, that could be helpful for proving some of this stuff. I mean, I would say that it seems like with that story, it's, it's certainly possible that he saw your screen it seems like a likely scenario but there is some chance that it was just at the same time right it's not like you said like you said to gooch hey the blue ostrich got out of the re today and then brendan was like what's up with that blue ostrich where it's like a clear that wouldn't concern him in any way like he he did it for his own benefit like he doesn't care about a blue ostrich leaving the aria i was like suspect of some things anyways like like I never me and David Mizikowski lived in the same house and sometimes I would like be typing to my other friends like on Skype like some beats or whatever like moaning when I shouldn't be but I would never tell them to David because I knew he would tell Bryn straight away so I, I never complained about around this cocksucker and but like to my friends I would you know I'm I'm like on Skype or Telegram on the computer and I'm like this shit's unreal and Bryn's like you're complaining too much or like not, but like, I literally never complain about anything. Even people who know me now know I never like, I I just don't care that much. And it it was all just like suspect to me. And that's why I made it like something that he would be interested in enough to want to like say something. Like I knew he wouldn't be able to contain himself. Yeah. That that's a sketchy story, but let's go back to the horse collusion in satellites that you mentioned earlier. So what collusion happened? What stakes? What accounts? Like, what can you tell us about the specifics with the horse collusion? Like satellites to 25K millions or 10Ks or whatever. The idea was always do what's best for the team. Me and David would grind in Mexico at like on like the same kitchen table, like at other ends of each other. And like sometimes spots would come up with his other horses, like the Ray guy or whoever else. And he'd be like, sometimes he would just like perk up and say something. He'd be like, make sure to do what's best for the team. What do you think that meant? Do what's best for the team. Do, do what's best for Bryn's team as a whole. 
you know, like so basically make Bryn the most money as a unit. Yeah. It's what you thought that it meant. That's for sure what it meant. Sometimes he would like tell me he like, I would always last minute register tournaments, but like sometimes if a tournament was overlaying or something, he'd be like, Hey, hop in this tournament and start gambling with people that aren't our horses, like make people rebuy. So like I would register tournaments and just like shove any two or like call any two if someone else was like in the tournament and the tournament was overlaying. And you, uh, you have nice cap by the way. Thank you. Uh, you have proof that he said these things. Yes, I think okay. I, I believe so. Okay, cool. Because that, I mean, obviously, if this comes down to it, that could be important. Um, there was a, also a time where I wasn't allowed to play 10k PLO events on party poker, or I was allowed to play 10k PLO. How do you relax, dude? I was allowed to play 10ks on party poker with one of his horses having half and me having the other half on my stake. And uh, wait, 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 sorry. So you could play 10 K half of your buy-in was on a different stakes stake. Yeah. It was on the ghost. The person who was ghosting my account had half on his stake and half went to my stake. Oh, so someone played on your account where you got Correct. half and they got half. Correct. Can you say who it was that was playing? No. Okay. Fair. All right. As far as as far as the satellites go, are you able to disclose other screen names that were part of this essentially team where they were doing what's best for the team? Um, David Mizikowski, um, the Ray guy. I have to think of their other names. The Ray Joseph, guy, huh? The Ray guy. I don't know who that is. I, I don't know. Just some random screen name who we used to have to like call and explain to him all the satellite spots. I would have to check with. I, this happened all a few years ago. Big Pavelski. That was my horse who I staked under my stake, which was like my friend. And Bryn goes, you can stake. Bryn gave us the option of staking anyone we wanted under our own stake. Does that make sense? He goes, but they have to start all the satellites with you. And like, they're basically a slave worker. So wait, they, you can stake people uh-huh. on your stake. Yeah but they have to play in your games. Yes. Okay. Interesting. In Mexico, but there was like me and Bryn's main horse and we both had a horse and we were all playing in the same games. And it was but, like very obvious we like were told to be cheating. Except for once when hilarious. Bryn is a very huge hypocrite and like just like out of his mind to things. Where like Sergi got banned for cheating on GG, which was like his main horse and our coach. And Sergi, like, what's, what's his last name? Rykik. Okay. And Bryn goes, I don't deal with cheaters. You owe me the makeup. Which was like, just like nonsense, really. Because like Bryn knew he was cheating. It wasn't like um, a secret. Like... I don't know how to explain. What, what what did he get banned for cheating for? RTA. Oh, so he was so RTA. Okay, interesting. So, but it seems like RTA in general isn't something that was going on widespread throughout the stable, right? N- no, but there there is another person who has um, more of Sergi. The there was like some other people that Sergi coached under Bryn as well that like did it a little differently 
and have all the RTA from Sergi. So like, I'm about to get all that information. I'll send that to you where like uh-huh. Sergi sent over all the RTA. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Just to clear up in the chat, we have people asking RTA stands for real time assistance. That means while you're in a hand, a program is telling you what to do and how to win the most money basically by playing perfectly in real time. So it's basically like the most hardcore you can possibly cheat in poker. Um, so it's obviously quite, quite a big deal. Okay. So we have satellites on this. He 22 account for a second. Yeah. Can we talk about that? That'd be great. So, um, I wasn't going to say who it was, but Farhag Alfondo already retweeted Lauren that it was Lauren Roberts. And I mean, I can't, anyone who is around the situation or knows Lauren and Brynn knows how insanely bad he took advantage of her and like poached her. Like we didn't even know it was Lauren, but like he was like telling her to play the games and like demanding us always play the games when this account is in the games because it's like a big fish while he's also like throwing parties at her house and pretending to be buddy, buddy, like insane. That's that's fucked up, man. And he would play her account sometimes just found this out play on her account. Yeah. So like sometimes when her account was winning and it was supposed to be the fish account, you know, fish, sorry, Lauren, you know, I love you. But like, um, when it was supposed to be her, sometimes it was Bryn unbeknownst to all of us. How did you find out about that? I, she just told me. Oh, Lauren told you. Yes. Holy shit. Wow. So he was multi-accounting on Lauren's account while screwing over Lauren in these games according according to what you're saying i mean come on wow that is that is something else so the he 22 account i got sent are some... we on delay by the way i'm just wondering if i'm getting any text messages as no we're live we are 100 percent live maybe i should have made that more clear when we started uh okay so uh we're getting sent some uh notes here by the the high stakes poker streamer streamer Actually, I don't know if he wanted me to say that it's him or not. So maybe, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have said that. But we're getting sent some information about the He22 account and its activity. And it seems like when He22 plays, there were a bunch of screen names that would pop on that only seemed to play when He22 would play as well. Surprise. Um, surprise. I know not a surprise to you, Martin. But for everyone else, we're trying to build the whole story here. So there were a lot of different accounts. Uh, that kind of check out with your story. Um, Give me names. I'll try to name who they are if I can. F.U. Tim Riley. Oh, that's me. Okay, so you're I'm F.U. Tim Riley. Okay, so that's that makes sense. <laughs> story checks out. Um, were there who are some of the other names, screen names that would play with you when Lauren would log on? Like, he, would would Bryn tell everyone to play at the same time, and then you yes. would all. Yes, everyone was getting like spam messages constantly that they like have to play. You know, like there's a good one running, you have to play. Like one time, um, a P- a high stakes PLO player who plays like 5Ks gets a messages me and he goes, hey man, can you tell Bryn to like relax on messaging me? He says he's going to like not invite me to the games anymore or something. I just played a 48 hour session where I lost 200K. I don't want to play this last minute 5k PLO and he just like won't leave me alone. And you know, like that was his approach. He was like always very aggressively demanding people play. And he would like 
throw parties and stuff. But like, if you weren't playing on GG, he just like wouldn't invite you, even if you were like his friend, which is just like, I, I don't know how to explain. It was just like really petty. Yeah, it sounds like it's all part of living a better existence. Um, does the screen name Sharkbait mean anything to you? That's Carrie Katz. Okay, interesting. So I assume Carrie Katz isn't a part of this in any capacity. Well, Carrie Katz has funded Bryn's whole lifestyle forever, doing everything. I don't really have anything bad to say about Carrie Katz. What do you mean um, funded his lifestyle? I mean... I think the same way that I don't know for sure. I'll just explain this. When I went in part to party poker Bahamas to the party poker tournaments, when I registered, I registered under Carrie Katz's account, as did multiple other high stakes regs who played on GG. So we would register under Carrie's accounts. And when we cashed, it went back into Carrie's account. Did Carrie know this was going on? I, I assume yes. He had to approve it in some, you know. Uh, how would he not? Wow, that's that's surprising that Carrie would kind of get caught up in something like this because my understanding's my understanding is Carrie is. I, I feel like he doesn't really play in in the the gray margin too much when it comes to poker stuff. He's usually like I don't really know how gray market this is, anyways. But all the GG players would sign up under Carrie's account. Oh, so they're basically they're just getting a kickback to carry, or play, they would play on his account in live events. I'm saying. Oh, like I see. You went to sign up. It, like there was a bunch of, an approved list of people who could use Carrie's account to buy in. Oh, okay. So they were using it for funding. They weren't playing yes. on Carrie's account. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Okay, that's much more reasonable. What I'm to oh, sorry. Okay, just just I'm glad we cleared that up. Okay, so but Sharkbait that account played some number of games as well and seemed to play almost exclusively with he 22. Is there some kind of correlation there? Don't know. Okay. Uh, what about the screen name? Ch- Chap Delane. Spell it. C H A P D E L A I N E. Chap Delane. I can't remember who that is, but if someone remembers and wants to text me, feel free to let me know so you can tell the okay. chat. All good. That one played in a bunch of games. Seems like they played uh, with Ali, Amsurovich a bunch, um, He22 a bunch. Um, Could have just been Ali's other account for all we know. Possible. And then just a, one or two more screen names. Uh, Ovens22, O-I-V-E-N-S-22. Familiar with that one? Don't remember. Okay. Um, chap was bonomo okay chap was bonomo so that one seems unlikely to be involved here then just pretty sure okay um but basically it seems like ovens was petrangelo okay ovens petrangelo okay yeah it seems seems unlikely that either of those guys would be involved in this um but yeah it seems like this player was definitely what was building the games and the the playing as Lauren and then trying to win off Lauren. That just seems, you know, if what you're saying is true, that seems like a fairly sad story. Okay. Uh, let's just, let's go back here and just talk about some other stuff. So we talked about the horse collusion and satellites. What do you know about the uh, stories where people would play higher stakes while being ghosted? 
Um, I know you said that someone would basically kind of like take half your action and ghost to you in some of these events. Was that happening at, at a widespread scale across some of the Bryn Kenny stable or what other stories of higher stakes ghosting are, are you aware of? Okay, here's what happened. I torched an FT, a final table once and Bryn, mess, Bryn yelled at me, went off on me. And he goes, next time you're deep in a spot, just call Sergi, have someone help you. And I was just like, well, don't want to get dropped. I guess I'll do that next time. Um, By the way, I just want to point out, that's a pretty fucked up situation to put a stake in. Yeah, like I didn't really know what to do. Like I was pretty busto at the time and like not trying to get dropped in Mexico with zero dollars. Like what do you want me to say? Yeah, that's fair. Um, So next time I'm like 12 left in a 1500 WSOP bracelet event on GG. I messaged Sergi, hey, I'm deep. He goes, I'm eating dinner right now. I'll be there soon. He comes over. I'm like one of four. Brings his whole laptop RTA situation. Torches it immediately. Real shocker. Guy sucks at poker. Wait, Sergi came in, in real life to where you were? Yeah. He, we, I literally had to move to Mexico during Corona and live with cocksucker Mizikowski. And Sergi had to live in the floor under us and like came over. We had to do yoga every day. All this bullshit. That that might be the worst thing I've heard all day. Having to do yoga with some cocksuckers? I'm just, I'm just joking. Oh my God. I thought you were serious. I want to get into some of the lifestyle stuff here in a sec because I think that stuff's amazing. But I want to focus in a little bit on some of the RTA stuff. So he would come over with a laptop. And then what's he doing? Inputting Sims in real time while you're playing or what's he doing? Yeah, pretty much. He like had his laptop and was like put all the stacks in for the ICM auto and just like ran it. Wow. Which I mean, wasn't even good. I immediately got fourth. And then Bryn, Bryn messages me. He goes, good game. You played good. Uh, except for this one hand, I think you should check back. I was like, oh, that's hilarious because I told Sergi we should check back and he demanded I bet the river and we lost half our stack and he just didn't respond to anything. Well, if you lose one hand, we can't really. I mean, you know, that's, that's not the point. It's really, I mean, it's one hand, right? Um, is there anything that publicly ties Bryn Kenny to these two people that you're saying, Sergi and uh, what do you call cocksucker? M- Misash? I don't know the guy's How name. How do you want me to connect them? Everyone sees cocksucker follow david all cocksucker follow Bryn everywhere he goes okay i'm just asking is are, have they been seen pop together people know that these are, are people that yeah everyone knows okay sorry i'm just not i'm just not in tune with the with the higher term scene so i'm just just verifying okay so uh the sergi guy he got banned for gg for rta um according to what you've heard uh, i know for sure he's banned from gg for rta okay all right. Well, that seems to seem to check out uh, with with your story. So, um, the live screen story that was the Skype thing, right? The basically the message on Skype. That's when you thought the brain could see your your screen live. Yeah. Okay. We've already talked about that. Um, you briefly mentioned Mark Herm in your tweets. What was his involvement, or would he just coach people? Or I just saw that. I just saw you throw his name in there for a second. So after I left and wasn't being coached or involved with them anymore. My the orig- the horse who I had staked under my stake kept his stake with Brent. And they got coaching from Giraffe and Herm. And Giraffe, everything on the up and up. And Mark Herm was like, 
anytime your final table, I'm ghosting you unofficially. So like that was the only way Mark was willing to do it is if he was going to ghost all the final tables. Mark won, I think, I know at least one bracelet he won on the other account. I linked it somewhere, the Hendon Mob, the 3200 ring uh, bracelet event. He won that. He also runs a mixed game site with Paul G with uh, Volpe Oceans Club, it's called. There's like high stakes regs that are like sharing cards in there too. And I tried to tell Mark Herm about it and he just deleted my message. And I was just like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You told Mark Herm about shared I, cards. I messaged him and I said, hey, I think there's some cheating going on in your games. And he just deleted my message and didn't say anything else. And I was just like, I mean, I, I guess I get it. He's a part of it. He's a cheater too. Sure. How did you find out that there was sharing cards going on in that game? I, I know the people who are sharing cards in that game. They're Bryn's horses. Is it some of the people we talked about earlier or is it other people you don't want to disclose? Well, I don't know. All right. If you don't want to, that's fine. No, no sweat. You don't have to. I mean, I, I appreciate taking the time just to kind of go through the stuff anyway. You don't have to. Bryn has so it. many horses. It, you know, there's so many. How many horses do you think Bryn has? A lot. I really, I, I don't know. There's always times I find out that he's like staking someone I don't even know about. Wow. Okay. And he Quite claims he like doesn't stake people and stuff, but like he does. Where did he, where has he said that before? He's done some kind of interview or post. Yeah, somewhere? some type of streams or whatever. He goes, yeah, I don't stake anymore except for like my really close friends or like anyone who really wants to be staked and like wants to do drugs <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's a broad caveat. Um, all right, so like we gotta we gotta get into this shaman stuff because that that struck me as pretty fucking weird. Can you explain the role of the shaman and or is there a psychic? Are they separate people? Are these the same person? Can you break no, that down? No, they're separate people. Okay. Um, so it goes something like this. Um, after the after I'm stuck 40K with Bryn and he's like, you know, I see – he says like all these nice things about me. He's like, I see some of you in me, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to give you a steak. I'll – you know, I'll do whatever you need, build you up, whatever, you know? He's like, first things first, though, you got to get your energy right. You got to go see the shaman. And I'm just like, what? Okay. You know, whatever. You know, I'm literally completely busted. I'm owed like 90 Bitcoin by someone who's in federal prison. I'm never seeing that. And I'm having to like repay numbers that like I vouched for for him. So I'm just like, sure, I guess I'll do this go to some lady's house in vegas um go to her garage ritual room very sketchy room very sketchy i don't i I just don't know how to explain it it looks like where you would have a ritual and she talks to me a little and she goes she says she's from africa she goes she looks at me she goes i'm a warlord i was the warlord's wife i'm a killer i'm a thief I'm a liar, all these other bad things. She goes, but I tell you these things straight to your face. And I'm like, I, I don't know what this means. Like, I, I can't tell, like, if this is a test where, like, I'm supposed to be, like, texting Bryn and telling her that she's crazy, like, trying to find out where my loyalty is or whatever, or, like, this lady's insane and Bryn is just as insane. I have no idea what's going on at this point. Like, I'm stunned. 
Was it just you and the shaman or were there other people there? Yeah, it was just me and the shaman. She had like some, like her husband upstairs or like her daughter upstairs or something. Don't really, no one that I interacted with really. So what did you do after she's telling you these things? We talk about stuff and she goes, I think you need to cleanse yourself. We're going to do something called, we're going to do the combo. And I'm like, the who? And she's like, it's called combo. Um, It cleanses you. It's good for you. It's a little violent, you know, like you don't feel like you get really sick, but it cleanses you. And she's like, I'm going to go outside for a few minutes and you look it up on your phone. Okay. Did you happen to look it up? What am I Googling? K-A-M-B-O. K-A-M-B-O. Frog medicine. Okay, so I saw some frog stuff in here. And look like look at the images though. Do, is it gonna be bad? It, it's no, it's okay. You look okay. you oh, yeah, basically become like a Dragon Ball Z character. I see. Okay, yeah. So she takes like an incense and puts it against your skin so it blisters up. She then cuts off the blister with a knife so your pores are open. And then she takes the poison from the frog and puts it on you. This into makes, the into the cut? Yes, into the cut, into your open wound. Wow. This is the first time I've ever met her. I have no idea what the hell is going on. I literally barely know Bryn at the time. And I'm just like, excuse me? That is insane. That's absolutely insane. What did you did did you consider backing out or did of you Of course like, I backed out. What the hell? Oh, you didn't do it. Of course not. Okay, sure, I was going to say sure enough year and sure enough a year later, Cocksucker Musikowski and Sergi have both done it. Don't seem to be having really good times. The other people, one person who did do it is like Martin, I'm really proud of you for not having done it. I did one dot with her. Not good. You're supposed to do it like three different times with her too. She didn't even mention this, that I was going to have to go through this process three times. And it just makes you like violently shit yourself and throw up and like your face swells up like a frog. It's disgusting. Well, props to you for not going through with, you know, forced shaman ritual drug processes. You know, I'm all about the drugs. I'll eat some mushrooms on cam if you want right now, but uh, we're we're good. Be. Let's let, let let's keep let's keep it non mushrooms for now. We still we still have stuff that we that we we got to get to. Okay, so so what happened when you told? I assume afterwards you told Bryn. It was Bryn's. Was it Bryn's idea to go to this woman or? What? Yes, of course. He he texts her. I have to go to her. I'm just like okay, and she goes. Well, if you're not going to do the combo, since I didn't take you for such a chicken, she goes. Lean your head back and open your eyes, and I go what. She goes, I'm going to drop acid into your eyes. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like one, I'm terrified of becoming blind or like losing a, something like that, like really terrifies me. So like my eyes, you're not putting any. And she's like, it's going to burn pretty badly and you're not going to be able to see for a while. And I'm just like, absolutely not. And she's like, I didn't take you for such a chicken. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm a big chicken. I was like, are we done here or what? And she's like, yeah, okay, but yeah, 
I guess it just goes like we're, we're just like done at that point, I guess. So then you leave, I assume. And then what's the conversation like with Bryn following this failed frog poison cleanse? So like, I don't really tell him, tell him like that. She said that she's a warlord or a killer or all these crazy things, you know, cause I literally have no idea what's going on still. Like, I don't know if I'm being tested or like, I, I just don't get it. And he messages me. He goes, you have to do a mushroom trip with the shaman. And I'm just like, okay. Please like, tell me you have that message, please. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's somewhere in there. I, if you send me nothing else, if you could send me that one message after I'm this. Sure I can, I'm sure there's a lot of talk about I, mushrooms. That would be the absolute nuts if, if we could have that. But anyway, car- carry on. Because you got to do another ceremony with the shaman. And I'm just like, uh, okay, I guess. Like, sure. Do some. And then I do some insane mushroom trip with her. Like, probably like nine grams of mushrooms or something. And it's like a very odd trip, to say the least. Um, I don't know. But it was fine. I guess. Well, you know. Why would you trust her to do that? Because I feel like if you're dude, I needed a steak. I was busto, owed people money. I was just trying to work. I'm, I'm just being. You know, what was I gonna do? I told my friends and like my family or whatever. I was like, this guy's trying to be a cult leader and wants to be like warlord brand or whatever. But I'm busto and I need the work, and he's willing to put me in five k's, ten k's, twenty five k's. And like, there's some coaching involved. Like, it's probably fine. Like, I mean, my life is already kind of in the pits after the Dennis situation. What am I going to do? Why do you think Bryn wanted you to have to go through that? Dude, he had never met her before. I think I was just the guinea pig. He said his girlfriend had met her and like, they like kind of interacted or did something, but he had never done any type of ceremonies or drugs with her. That's crazy. I would never give someone drugs that I've never tried before, let alone send them to a shaman. Why would he do this? I don't understand. That makes so little sense to me. He just he just wants is this team building exercise? I guess it's part of like him becoming the cult leader. And like I don't know exactly what happened in their sessions in Hawaii or whatever, but like the shaman was out of her mind. Everyone thought she was out of her mind like I guess I don't want to get into like the details because like some of it is private and doesn't want to be shared anyways. But like it was clear we had hired the wrong shot. And like Bryn just did it, I don't know, as like a cult a cult thing. He was like trying to buy property in like Mount Chasta somewhere so he could build a bunch of like like a compound. Like he he really just wants to be the cult leader. I hope this is slander in some way. You hope it is? I, I sure do. Uh, so when you you said something about Hawaiian sessions, you made a comment about that. I don't think that anyone knows about Hawaiian shaman sessions. So like they all that? went to Hawaii like as a group to perform they, shaman sessions. They all being Bryn, his- Bryn, Sergi, Coxsucker, Mizikowski, and a few other people who don't need to be named. Okay. So they went for a big group shaman session. Yeah. Things did not go well to say the least. What what happened? I don't know. People aren't very open to talking about it, really. Well, I, one thing's for sure. I can just say I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> um, 
Wow. Okay. So are do other have you talked to other horses of Brins about similar experiences with shamans or drugs or the frog cleanse? Is this something yeah, that's I, happened to other people? Yeah. I mean, there may be a pigeon or two, you know, that have been told before that they're not ready to grow unless they do mushrooms, you know, and like it just puts you in an awkward spot. Sometimes you just like wake up with less money in your account and you're just told to play smaller stakes because you're you like piss them off in some way or whatever, like and you don't want to do drugs with him or something. And he just smokes like infinite DMT. Like, I don't know. It was, I guess it was before I met him, but like at some point he was like, some people saying, some people were saying that he was like claiming to be God and he was just on like way too much DMT. So like a little fried. Hold on. Where's this text? Speaking of pigeons, I saw you with a Luke Schwartz tweet that uh, I thought was kind of interesting as well. You were talking about Luke Schwartz somehow involved in some capacity with Bryn. What what did you say about Luke and what happened there? Oh, you know, I just felt bad. You know, Luke had to go through all this effort of paying for a mural for Bryn's birthday, even though he could not care less about this fucking loser. But he also just needs a stake. So it is what it is. The murals. There was a big painting I saw of somebody. Somebody mentioned. Uh, yeah, Luke made that for Bryn's birthday. Or Luke paid for it to be made for Bryn's birthday. When wow. they were like, basically in an argument. Wow. I saw it. It was actually, it was pretty cool looking. Other, uh, you know, it was Bryn, but for, for, for that, it was it was cool looking. Some some artwork, I guess, somewhere in, is that would be in England. Is Luke Schwartz? Oh, wait, no, Luke painted that apparently. Luke painted that. I got to give the guy some. I got to give the guy some credit. It's it's pretty beautiful looking. You can see it over on Twitter somewhere. Good um, job, Luke. I, yeah, it was. It's pretty pretty well put together. Um, but so did Luke. Luke is also backed by Bryn Kenny, to some extent or some capacity, or okay. once. I don't know about it anymore. Possible similar situation with uh, the the playing in games to prevent overlay. Um, did you ever talk with Luke, by the way? Any interactions with him? I had one interaction with him today. I made him apologize to me. And if he wanted me to leave him alone, he apologized. So that's the end of my interactions with Luke. Okay, we can we can we can let Luke go. Um I don't want to kill the He's had enough, I get it. Yeah, don't want to kill the poker stars cash game action. Uh, okay, so br- bring it back back to some of the other things. Uh, you mentioned a story where there were two PLO accounts, and Bryn was playing on both at no, one point. Okay, okay I, explain that story. I was playing, so I'm, Bryn didn't allow me to play five Ks on GG because he thought I was losing in five Ks on PLO. But he would allow me to play the ten K PLOs on Party Poker as long as the Ghost was playing them also. Or watching that. So like there was a specific time where me and the other account were at the same table in a six max PLO and he was playing both accounts. The ghoster. Yeah. Okay. So the ghoster is also backed by Bryn Kenny. Yes. All right. And then the ghoster is ghosting two accounts simultaneously at the same game or the same table. Yeah. And that's very, very fucked up. Yeah, very, like, very I'm not condoning up. what I did either. You can no, no, I, 
the cheating necklace, whatever. Martin, look, look, man. Like, <laughs> obviously, you made some mistakes here, but uh, I, I appreciate you having the courage to, to stand up and come out with the story to, you know, help protect the games. And obviously, you made a mistake, but you got put in some pretty messed up spots. I'm not saying that makes it okay what you did, but at the same time, I, I really think it takes a lot of courage to, to come forward with the story about what happened. So I appreciate you taking the time to, to go through this with us. Thanks. So they say. But anyway, back to this two PLO situation. So to your knowledge, was Bryn aware of the fact this guy was ghosting two people at yes. the same table? Yes. How did you know that? Because he would send us both funds at the same time and specifically tell me the ghost is going to watch your account play today. Okay, so he's funding the accounts and telling you to do this. So essentially, he has to be in on it, basically. Yeah, and I'm not really sure what goes on with Party Poker, what type of leverage Bryn has with Party Poker. I know Party Poker had to change a bunch of their laws because of the Dennis Blyden situation. He had like lost $7 million in their casinos while Party Poker knew he was in the U.S., didn't KYC him, and didn't, um, and gave him unlimited transfer limits. So that's why all this KYC stuff started happening in the U.K. Sorry, U.K. friends. That's why you can't deposit large amounts anymore without getting KYC'd. Dennis fucked you. And wow. so Grin made accounts on Party Poker without any verification. I was playing on party poker under my name, Corn Cheese Man, with nice. no my account had a Canadian address. I've never been to Canada in my life. The account had transfer limits, unlimited, could do whatever I wanted, no problems. And then one day the account just got restricted. But like for a long time, the account played five Ks and ten Ks with just no I, I don't really know how you they got that set up going. That's weird too, because Party Poker is, as far as I understand, they're licensed in I think the U- UK. Is that right? In the UK, yeah. The Dennis Blyden situation really screwed them. They're much more lenient before that, right? But you would think that they would have less, less flexibility than some of these other sites. Like, where is GG licensed out of? Exactly. You think that they would have a little less flexibility in being able to set up accounts, but it does seem like Bryn Kenny had the power to do pretty incredible things with some of these accounts. Like when you say you woke up and the money was missing out of your balance, how was he just taking money out of your account? Oh, well, you know? as your agent, he could literally just take all the money from your account at any time. There was like a multiple instances where people think that like the account just got like taken from him. The money just got like taken from their account. So and he was about, having like uh, he was having what? Never mind. Go on. All good. Uh, back to what I was saying though with these accounts. So basically, he had he had the power to. I didn't know that GG ran on on a um uh on a agent system. Correct. I was an agent for Bryn. There's hundred. There's lots of people that were agents for Bryn and lots of people who have problems with it. Where Bryn said, hey, sign people up. You'll get X percent of the rake. People would sign people up, up to like 100, 200 people. And Bryn would say, your players are playing too small or not enough. You got to get, you got to get some whales in there. You know, you got to get people dumping. And if you didn't, he would just take your agency. 
How is he? Tons of people who have problems with this. How is he expecting you to be able to bring people in? Right, you're just a random poker player. Oh, I was supposed. Anytime I played live, I had to have my iPad out and be playing GG on my iPad while VPNing it and telling every signing up everyone at the table. So in America, VPNing it. Yeah, like I would, I would be at the casino, like the Hard Rock, and I'd be on my iPad VPNing GG, literally signing people up. Do you think that GG Poker knew this was going on? Yes. I've a- I asked them many times. I said, do you want me to sign up random people on Twitter who message me? He goes, yes. Bryn said that? Yes. Okay, gotcha. But did you ever talk with any people from GG? No. The only time I ever did was when I tried to, when me and Bryn were done doing business, and I emailed GG saying, can I be removed from Bryn's agency? And they say, we only remove people in very extreme circumstances. So you'll have to explain it to us with proof. And I just never responded. Fair. We talked a little bit about the shaman. Can we talk a little little bit about the quote retard psychic? What's going on with that? There's a psychic. I believe his name is Jeffrey Wands. Hope he comes after me too. I would love to see a psychic try to, it would just be exciting for me. He's got powers, bro. Listen, this guy was the biggest idiot in the world. He was like, you would get on call with him, and you were forced to do this call, first of all. And my, the first thing that happened was I called him, and he goes, you're early. And I was like, what do you – you told me six. He goes, no, I told you seven. And I was like, well, if you're a psychic, you should know I'm going to be here at six. And I just, <laughs> like I, I, he was wrong. He told me six for sure. Like there's very little things I'm sure about. That's awesome. And then we get back on call. And he starts talking to me and he goes, um, one of your, something about my grandparents, you know, talking about how I'm really close to them and I miss them. I don't even know their names. I don't know their faces. Honestly, couldn't care less. Have no recollection or think about my grandparents in any way. And I was like, no, you're wrong. And he goes, uh, I saw you were in australia recently he goes i think you were in australia recently and i'm like yeah you know my name you looked me up i just cashed the tournament there he goes i didn't do that and i was like yes you did and he he's like no i didn't i could feel you were in australia and i was just like all right cool what now what and he goes, you're very close-minded. And I was like, I mean, you're not really saying anything, you know? Like, the guy's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. He was so, just, and then, what, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so Bryn wanted you to go to this guy? Demanded. Did not want, demanded. Why? Because he's the psychic. He knows all. Did anything interesting or something pertaining to you come up in the course of that conversation where you felt oh. like he, he said, he goes, there's probably a big court case coming up for you one day in your life, but I don't see jail time. And I was like, well, that's an easy thing to look up to. You can see I've been arrested. I'm probably likely to get arrested again for some nonsense. Like, great. You know, like real detective work here. And so the call hangs up, and 30 minutes later, I get a message from Bryn. 
hey, the psychic told me I should stay away from you and your bad energy. So I'll have to think about our relationship or something. And I'm just like, okay. And then he messages me like a day later. He goes, I believe there's good in you. I'm going to give you a chance. And I'm just like, cool. This does have a very cult leader-esque vibe to it. We were supposed to become vegans, not eat meat. I got to, dude, cocksucker Mizikowski would literally tell Bryn every day when I didn't want to eat some crappy vegetables or like something. I was, he's like, Martin ordered a burger again today. Like, I'm like, yeah, sorry, dude. I'm just trying to eat the only <laughs> edible thing that's not making me throw up in this shithole country. Why was CSM writing you out? Huh? Why was cocksucker M- Mizikowski writing you out? CSM. Dude, he, he, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. He sucks at poker. He sucks at life. Like, this is his only out in life is, like, being Bryn's slave and any capacity like he just makes things up all the time like our friend would like have taco bell once and immediately get a text from Bryn. heard you're eating taco bell <laughs> like come on this can't be real life you have to get another trip to the shaman or the psychic for that one Who what kind knows? of punishment so so basically you he he wanted you to be i guess talking about lifestyle stuff did Bryn Bryn was into your diet and your exercise regimen and your your body as a temple type stuff or what? So what? Yeah, was that? this was all super important to him. Saw an acupuncturist, had to do yoga. When I didn't do yoga, I would get told on. They're like, Martin didn't do yoga today. Bryn's like, play five hundreds and under today. I guess you're not <laughs> feeling it. I'm like, can you just leave me alone? <laughs> so if you didn't go to yoga, you had to play smaller stakes. Swear. Wow. Imagine. Well, was there a punishment for eating meat? Like if you got if CSM told Bryn that you ate a burger, did you have to play three hundreds that day, or, or did it depend how Bryn was it, feeling? It was implied, that? you know. Mm. It was implied like very early on, you know. Like if I would reg a five k, he'd be like, "Why did you reg this five k?" Like you told me if there's two fish to reg it. He goes, "Yeah, but you're not in a good mindset right now. You haven't been eating good." I'm like, "But that wasn't the agreement." And I mean, one he would say like hilarious things too. Like for <laughs> they used to have like a one k phase that was like one mil guaranteed, and then one week it turned to like a five twenty five. And he messages me. He goes, "Make sure to max fire the." He goes, "The phase is half price this week. Good for you since you're a good thirty to forty bullet dumpster in those." And I'm just like. So should I do, should, can I go back to max late regging? And he's like, no, keep firing. And I'm just like, okay. Why would he say that? He's just talking down. Dude, to he, just, he just loves the power trip. He loves, he loves it all. All his podcasts. He always says the same thing. It, it's just such nonsense of like. I haven't positivity. seen. Yeah. There's a lot of fake hashtag positivity in the poker world. I can say that. Uh, what, what, I didn't even know it has been on a lot of podcasts lately. I haven't seen, I, I, not lately, but before okay. I had to okay. watch all his podcasts. He like reminded me to watch them sometimes. He's a little like, required watching for the podcast. stable. Huh? A little required watching for the stable. Yeah. He's like, he, he's like, yeah, don't forget to watch the new podcast, you know, or check out my Instagram. I wrote some, I said some really good stuff today and I'm just like, dude, 
you you don't know that much. Man, I backed a lot of horses, and I guess I missed out on a really good opportunity to pump my views up on everything because I never made them watch any of my my social media stuff. It was yeah, a, it was you, clear... you missed out on a lot. That could have started my career a lot earlier than it ended up getting going if I had just kind of leaned on that. Yeah, you could have cut down on their expenses like really good. Like you could have kept eating like champagne and flying jets and like caviar and wagyu everywhere and be like, yo, but be vegan, you guys. So Brent Kenny would eat Wagyu and sushi and all the stuff while telling you you needed to be vegan? Pretty much. Okay. I mean, the guy spends like 10K on dinner a week. Like, let's be realistic. Wow. Yeah, actually, I, I ran to Brent Kenny at sushi restaurant a few years ago. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he's eating some, some good stuff. Um, Wait, I have a question. If I say a restaurant sucks, is it slander? No. This came restaurant that he likes to rent out. This place is dog shit. I do. I don't understand how people go. Kame, Kame, Kame. Yeah, whatever it is. I hate this place. He like made me go drop off five thousand dollars there one day, and the chef is like, "I'll make you my special tasting menu." And I'm like, "No, I really don't want to, dude." He's like, "It's really good. Trust me. I didn't eat a single dish. Gross." Wow. That 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 place is highly reviewed, but I know people don't know any better. I don't know what to tell you. I just wanted to express my hatred for the restaurant. So just just you're always allowed to have an opinion about stuff, and then you're always allowed to to tell stories that are true. So okay. it's never slander if you have an opinion about something or if you're reeling something that happened. Those are those are both totally fine. So if you hate a restaurant, you can say you hate the restaurant. That's not slander or libel i know we're a little on edge about the legal stuff because Ben <laughs> sent me that message right before here plus you know this i got I, the psychic reading you know that's in the back of my mind the big legal case you mentioned to me right right the psychic the psychic reading the big legal case that could be happening any any moment now we definitely need to be careful about that were there any other funny Bryn Kenny exchanges? Because I feel like you probably have some good ones. Just some moments where you're like, is this real life? Am I really being told either to do this right now? Or he's saying this to me? Or were, were there any just great moments with Bryn? God, I'm sure there was so many, but they're like, I can't really think of any. Like, they're all so equally insane. that. I, plus, I'm really high right now. Um, good. That's That's where we like to have our guests on the pod. I mean, it was just, okay, here's a really good one. We're at Aussie Millions, and I'm waiting in line to re-enter a tournament. Okay, it's like on dinner break for the main or something, and I'm talking to Cocksucker Mizikowski. CSM. And he's, and he's telling me how Scott Marginson, it gets, it. they're like small blind and big blind versus each other where he's the small blind. And he goes, every single round, it's his big blind. It folds to me in the small. I limp and he raises. This has happened like eight times. He just like tells me this and like, he's just like, it's crazy. And then like, I'm waiting in line to re-enter or like get my ticket. And I'm sitting next to him or standing next to their table. And I look and it's sure enough, small blind to big blind. He limps, Scott raises. And I just bust out laughing, like just from like how he explained it would happen. And it was like the first, it just made me laugh. It was just funny to me. And me and Scott already don't like each other or whatever. And he goes, what are you laughing at? 
And I'm like, nothing. Don't worry about it. He goes, no, seriously, what are you laughing at? I'm like, your face. And, you know, like, I just don't really know what to say to him. Like, I don't know how to explain the situation to him. And, like, I don't know why he's so concerned about it. And, like, that's, like, the whole conversation. And then I get a message from Bryn. He goes, why are you getting into arguments with people and treating people badly? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, why, why, why'd you say that to Scott? Or why'd you get into a fight with Scott? And I, I was like, is this real life? I was like, what are you, what are you asking me right now? He goes, David said you said some shit to him. So I messaged David and I'm like, what, why'd you do this? And he goes, well, you should just be nicer to people. I'm like, did you even hear the conversation? And he goes, well, no, but you should be the bigger person. And I'm just like, Bryn, what, what do you, what do you want from me? Like, I just, there was a lot of moments like that where he just like didn't understand. And like his girlfriend came over once to the Airbnb to like do laundry and was like trying to talk to me about like what I do in my free time or like hobbies or something, you know, I just didn't really have anything to say to her. Like, I just like, wasn't really comfortable around her. And she like, there just wasn't like anything for us to communicate about. Like we, it was like our second interaction. Like I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I feel like some of those conversations too with like girlfriends or wives and poker players, it it, it could be like pretty forced and awkward at yeah, times. Yeah, like I yeah. didn't have anything to say to her. She was there to do laundry. He texted me. He's like, is it cool if she comes laundry? I'm like, yeah, you didn't say I have to entertain her. You know, like, and then she goes back and he messages me. He goes, why didn't you open up to Sophie? And I'm like, what? And he goes, Sophie told me you weren't very talkative or like, you were really close and like, you know, that's not how we are as a group, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we just didn't have anything to talk about. Like, what do you, I just didn't understand. It was just like all like, it's all a really big cult movement. It sounds like some of these, some of these exchanges are like, he's your parent. Sounds like he's telling his kid, Hey, do this. Don't do that. This is right. You know, basically telling you off. Did you get that vibe? Yeah, for sure. Like I would text things that he said all the times to my friends and I'm like, am I out of line here? Or like, am I misunderstanding something? You know, like this happened multiple times and everyone's just like, yeah, he has problems. All right. So what, what brought you to the end of your relationship, uh, this business relationship with Bryn Kenny? What, what was the, the, the ending to it? <laughs> so, um, I was back in Vegas with Corona still hot with the casino still closed. And I was playing a 5k like three handed with Shankar cocksucker Musikowski and me. And then like, he started like some banter in the chat. He goes, that's why you're my least favorite Zamani, like referring to my brother. And, and I was, I just responded. I was like, and that's why you're the biggest cocksucker, you know? And like, I know Bryn was reading the chat when I said this for sure. And like, so me and Bryn like didn't talk for a week basically. And he messages me on Sunday. He goes, only play one 10 K today. There's like two 10 Ks. One of them is like a 10 K bounty. And we're like, I'm much better in the field than like the regular 10K realistically. And he goes, only play the other 10K. 
And I'm like, why? He's like, you didn't put enough effort in this week. You didn't play. I was like, I just slaved away for you for six months in Mexico and just like won the 5K for you the day before, like the Sunday before. Just like, give me a break. And he goes, 110K. And I'm just like, okay, well, can I play the other 10K for myself? Like, can I sell half of it and like play some of it for myself? And he goes, how can you play a tournament while owing me money? And I go, what, you've never played a tournament before while owing someone money? And he goes, 110K. And I'm just like, I'm out. I was like, I'm not playing this Sunday. Like, I just, you know, I I was annoyed at him. I didn't want to play. I wasn't going to, like, play my best. I would have just torched it. And then... He has he took my agency at some point, you know, because I didn't bring enough whales. So like he still has my agency with a bunch of players that play. And he goes, You can either send me, because there's like the 40k number we still have going. He goes, You can send me 20k and we can keep our deal going and like end the agency or something like this. Or you can just like be dropped. And I was like, I'm out. I'm dropped. No problem. And that was basically the end of our relationship. And then one morning he messaged me at like 4 a.m. And he goes, are you ready to pay any of your number yet? And I just wrote, LOL. And he goes, yeah, I'm sure that's funny. Just keep scamming people. I'm like, no, LOL. You have my agency through the agency, our number will square away. Like it's not a, I don't know what, what you, else. What do you mean about that? Through the agency, the number he is like, a, I signed up over a hundred players on GG who still play like high stakes. Like the rake I would get from it is like okay. relatively high. So you're saying the rake that the people he signed up will make, will get him square on the tournaments that you were playing. Yeah. This is kind of a Ponzi scheme in a way. And it's like he's done this to it's, multiple people. It's basically like everyone's agency. You get people in that play for you, and the way they get back to even is by signing up people that creates revenue. So you have all these people under you all signing people up to get cuts, and then you back them to make sure that you hit the guarantees so you get the rake on the tournaments that you're getting the cut of. Yes. And then and then if they go into the red, it's okay because you're high enough on the pyramid, you're at the top of the pyramid where the rake money flows back up to you through both the rake back numbers and through the rake generated in the tournament. At least that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, the whole the whole thing seems to be set up to be a scam. Like if you take the top 50 best players in the world that play MTTs, they're like negative 5 million combined on Shark Scope. Like if you took them and put them in a player group, like there's really no winning. Like the rake is so high and like the I'm very skeptic- skeptical about the RNG of GG. Many people oh. know I'm very skeptical. I don't. I wouldn't even. I'm a big blaster. I don't even play fifty dollars tournaments on GG. I gotta. I gotta ask you this then: Are you skeptical of RNG and other sites, or just GG? Just GG. Okay. Because if I get if I get a, there's always an ace on the flop. That that doesn't help your case. No, I'm just I'm I'm skeptical of the GG RNG. What makes you say that? I sound too tinfoil to try to explain have, it. Have you run any reports? And you get hand histories on GG. I've never played in GG. Yeah. Okay, so you get hand histories. So could you maybe run something to see if there's the right number of cards on the flops and stuff? 
No, honestly, I don't. I wouldn't even know how to do that or like okay. bo- bother about it. I just have a very strong intuition. Like, m- there's multiple times where you like people have made a brand new account on GG, won on it, and then just go on like a straight downer and can never win on it again. But then make a new account and win again. Like, it's not like a very yeah that that happens on every uh, side, huh? That happens on every side, though. People will go on heaters at the start and then bust. I mean, that's not... It's too anecdotal, right? And people could say that about every side, basically. Sure, I, sure whatever. Like I said, too tinfoil to try well, to even we, explain anything. But I'll, t- I'll it, tell you what. We got some nerds in the chat for sure. Can, maybe one of the nerds can put some data together and, and look into the look into the RNG on GG Poker. But it, let's have some nerds check it out. We got some We got some friendly nerds in the chat. They'll, they'll hook it up. How do I um, read the chat? Is there a chat somewhere? We're on we're on Facebook, YouTube, and and Twitch. It's usually better for the guests if you, if you can handle it, go for it. But I feel like you've already got a lot in your plate between whatever you're smoking and then doing this podcast. So as long as you as you stay focused, we can. I'm focused. I was yeah, just you're focused. Where to chat. Um, so I'm getting some messages from people, and I think people typically just want to stay kind of out out of the mix on this. But basically, I'm getting some degrees of confirmation about. Uh, some cult leader type stuff and gaslight lighting. So um, I'm getting some confirmations from some people that uh, I respect a lot as to some of these stories. They haven't mentioned specifically frog poison cleansing uh, or quote retard psychics, but uh, definitely getting some relatively similar stories. So just to kind of corroborate your story as well as the uh, relationship between Bryn Kenny and Carrie Katz. Um, Okay, so you ended your your journey with Bryn Kenny about you said how long ago was that? Um maybe a year ago. Whenever okay. the casinos re about when the casinos reopened, I think. Okay, whenever so that was. why do you decide to go forward with your story today? What what happened today to trigger you to saying it's time to post these things online? I can't I can't say that. Okay. I just, I just can't. I couldn't say that on a live recorded video of why I did it. Okay, so something behind the scenes that we're not privy to. That's fine. You, sure. you don't have to answer all the questions. Um, any, any, any other, any other thoughts here? I mean, I, I want to do a little bit of a summary at the end, but before we go into final summary, uh, any, anything else that you felt was noteworthy from from your time with Bryn or any other things that he did that you th- you felt were unethical that would be important to note. I thought it was cute when uh, George won a 25K in Australia and he was plus money in stake. And Bryn goes, you have to play the, you know, like instead of chopping, the maybe maybe you do it differently. It, like in, he was in positive and instead of just chopping it immediately, he goes, play the 50K on stake. Like so risking your own profit. I, I don't know how that works really. I've backed anything. I've backed a lot of players for tournaments, and basically the rule of thumb is if you're up money, you can cut at any time. That's because, that's the fair thing to do, right? Yeah, you don't just because, like make. Okay. Yeah, that's the fair thing to do because it's just so likely that you end up stuck a pile in tournaments, and when that happens, you don't have income. So you basically always allow the stake to cut whenever they're up, so then they can have money for life expenses and whatever, and then they don't have to risk. Otherwise, if you're if you have to play your winnings on stake, that's not even a stake anymore. 
Yeah, exactly. You're that's just playing high rollers on your own money. Basically, yeah, you're just playing it on your own money and giving someone a free roll. But anyway, oh, continue was... your story. I just wanted to confirm what you were saying. Yeah, he just had to play the 50K on stake while in plus money, you know? And like, at the time, thinking that he was actually looking out for our best interest. Like, I won a 215 on stars for like 65K off stake. And I was just like, hey, I know I'm buried in makeup right now. I'll just give this to you towards our stake. You know, like, I didn't have to do that. And he was, you know, but I just thought he really had our best interest out for us. But that was like clearly not the case in any way. Certainly, certainly seem, seems to be the case here. Um, okay, so I guess just just to just to clarify some final thoughts here on the, the cliff note version of the things that Bryn Kenny, your stories about Bryn Kenny have, have brought to light today, according to you, that he's had a lot of stakes in the same games and satellites. He's had people ghosting those stakes in the same games where there could be card removal by the person that's ghosting. Again, he was backing everyone. He was not the ghoster, but he was backing and was aware of this. Yeah, I was on call with his horse once and the horse that was next to me in Mexico and they were at the same table and I had to tell both of them what to do and guarantee them all a seat. Oh, so you were also the ghoster in one of these. Yeah, I was the ghoster. Okay, so you were both the ghosty and the ghoster. Correct. Wow. Bryn has lots of levels to it. Wow. Yeah. This uh so it's like there's like a wide base and it just kind of goes up towards like one person at the top, if you will. It's like one of these and it's correct. One one of those types of deals. Okay, so we've got stakes playing the same game. We have ghosting of the stakes in the same game. So obviously we have some collusion collusionary stuff going on with that. We've got the potential multi-accounting of games with Lauren Roberts where accounts only seem to pop up and play <laughs> specifically. We've got the hunting of Lauren Roberts where he would basically just make sure that people played whenever she played. That one's, I guess, not necessarily over the line. It's just kind of a dick move. We have multi-ca- multi-accounting on Lauren Roberts' account. Seems kind of weird. I don't know why you would do that when you're telling everyone to hunt her. That's sort of strange to me. Obviously, it's multi-accounting-esque thing there. We have some Ponzi-esque dynamics here where he's using basically a system of tiered rakeback affiliate people to flow the money up and then backing those people into the same games. And then we have some RTA situations from at least some of the horses, unknown if Bryn is aware of that or not, but certainly under Bryn's umbrella. Do you think Bryn knew about the RTA stuff? I think Bryn knew about Sergi using RTA. Okay. So Bryn potentially knew about this RTA stuff as well. Uh, We also have... You're, you're positive? Like can see your screen. There's no way it, it it didn't see. Do you think that it's possible Ben was using the fact that Gigi could use your screen in order to see your screen? And that's how he figured it. That's how he saw what you were messaging. Sure. Friend? Possible. Sure. At least, at least possible. So some potential team viewer esque viewing sessions of people playing. And then, and then we just have like a, a a slew of just weird shit, like shamans and frog poison and Hawaiian rituals and retard psychics, quote retard psychics, and uh, yeah, wow, we we really have and mu- murals. I guess you have to have a mural painted of Bryn to stay in the good graces, or sometimes you just gotta suck his dick to stay in the game. Was did any of that happen? No, not to mine. <laughs> 
Not not to my knowledge. I mean, you know, Cox like a Musikowski, Cox like a Musikowski, don't know. We know how CSM rolls. All right. Did we did we miss anything today? Any any final thoughts or notes here that you want the good people to know about your story before we call it a day? Fun times. Fun times. Fun times indeed. All right. Well, Martin, I really appreciate you taking the time to come forward with your story. This was amazing. To the viewers in the chat, thank you for tuning in. This is an open offer. Bryn Kenny, you are welcome on the podcast to talk about all of these stories. Happy to have you on. I don't want you to feel like this is a one-sided affair. And to the Bryn Kenny legal team, all of the comments made here reflect opinions, both myself and my guest. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today, guys. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Let's get this thing. Let's get this thing trying in a little bit. I'll see you guys later. Oh, Peace. How do I leave? Uh, it's going offline right now. <laughs>